atmospheres of miracles and the miraculous. Thankful for Pastor Cox, Sister Michelle, his family, and what God has been laying on his heart to teach and train uh, our church regarding what God is trying to do right now. There's been a lot of preaching and teaching on miracles, dreaming big and looking at the big picture. But here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to hear that directive from God and then begin to imagine on your own how it's going to happen and enact your own plan on how to do what God is wanting to do. Wrong strategy. It's a good action. It may work in certain uh, atmospheres, but not in this one. This one is unique. Why? Because in end time harvest, God said, you do not go amongst the, 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 the harvest and separate the wheat from the tares. He said, that's not your job. So if you see something going wrong, it's not your job to go try to, well, I need to fix this because this is going to mess it up. And Don't engage it. God said the angels will separate them. Oh, hallelujah. So here's what God is wanting you to know. You have help. Do you think the miracle happens because your hand is miraculous. No. There is nothing miraculous about this flesh. There is nothing good, as the Bible says, about this flesh. What happens is we become aligned with God and what he wants us to do. And he gives us authority to do that thing. Because we've listened to him. The, the miracle is in the alignment with God. It's in the obedience with God. That's why you just can't get to heaven any old way. You got to align with what God said. It doesn't matter if you just do good things and you give to charity and you try to be a good person. That ain't what God said. God said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's God's way. It's not what we think we're supposed to do. And it's not that giving to the poor isn't a good thing. It is a good thing. But for the moment and for the appropriate setting, it's not God's thing. Yeah, a good thing can be in jeopardy of not being God's thing. And we begin to do good things just because we think they're good. But God never signed off on that. So we're amongst doing good things, and all of a sudden, we're getting beat up and attacked of the enemy, and we're like, what, what in the world is going on? I'm trying my best to be good. And all of, it just seems like it's not working. It just seems like I'm not getting anywhere. So you know what? Maybe this is not for me. Maybe I can't, I'm not, I'm not one of those church people, you know, so I, it, it just doesn't work for me. No, it works for you, but you've got to go to the, the boss before you start working things. 
you, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get in the presence of God and begin to hear from the master and what we're gonna be doing today on this work site. Hallelujah. On the this job site, yes, I know you know how to lay brick, you know how to do all this fancy carpentry things, but that's not what we're doing right now. The atmosphere and the the, the current environment won't allow those things to work. There's certain things that you just can't do when you're building. You, you, there's certain things you just can't do because if it's if it's too hot, then you know the paint is going to dry too quick. If you're trying to paint and you you're going on, you mess up, and all of a sudden you're trying to doing all these things. You know, I know Sister Ann, you love to paint. You're doing all this, and all of a sudden. Well, oh man, it just dried too much, and now I got to do all this, and now I got to paint the trim because it spilled over there, and. Or you just, you know, you skim coating the wall and you're putting some plaster down and, you, you, you know, because you know what you do. You know, in regular circumstances, you can use your 20-minute mud and, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, it's all nice and things. But, you know, the, the, the climate just wasn't right for that. And so the, it just, it's, this is supposed to work. This is supposed to look different. It's supposed to look nice. But you see, the climate wasn't welcoming to that type of work or those type of ingredients and materials. But what you, what you need to do is begin to connect to the voice and spirit of God to see, okay, God, what do I need to do here? I didn't say what can be done. What do I need to do? Because you can think of things of what can be done on your own. When you got problems arise, the first thing you do is think of what can be done. What can I do to fix this? It's the natural response. But in God's kingdom, the natural response isn't thinking of what can I do. The natural response, your first response should be, God, what do I do about this? What do you want me to do about this? So people in your family start acting up. None of y'all got kids. You know, kids start going haywire, you know, talking and looking at you sideways. And you've got the power to straighten up that sideways. Amen. Some people do it different ways, but I'm from the old school. <laughs> you will get hammered to get aligned. Straighten up and fly right. But sometimes, I, I know, you know, people might scoff at this, and they, they will look at some of the, the new age couples and say, doing. They, they think they got it all together. No, you're supposed to do it this way. Y'all Pinterest couples and Pinterest newlyweds and everything. Oh, all, you know, you're trying to give some new mothers some advice and they're like, well, no, no, I saw online that this and this and this. And you're like. And while you may be right, but that worked for you in that appropriate season. So yeah, you can just and take off your accessories. But that might not work in this season. It might have worked on you. And you say, well, look at me. I turned out right. And you turned out all right, but you got some quirks. 
But they've thought through this. There's some people that put some time in, some research. And I'm not saying that, you know, we need to go to the internet to learn how to build a family or raise our kids or anything like that. But there's something to that. Because there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Not that you would skin a cat. You know, how would you even want to do that unless you're trying to make some Chinese food? Never mind. Hey, delete that from the... There's more than one way to do something. And just because you think there's a certain way, that doesn't mean that way is the way. There are, there are several different ways. But you need to figure out in this particular instance, what is the best thing that I can do that God is directing? Why am I talking about this? Because we are looking for the miraculous. And God's atmospheres where things are available are always there wherever we are. Wherever you are. Why? Because God is wherever you are. God is omnipresent. There is no place you can go that God is not there. But how to realize and materialize what God has available, you got to do it God's way. And sometimes when we think we've got it all together and we know exactly how to do certain things because this is just what we've always done, God will send a shock to the system. And as soon as you feel that, that shock, you'll begin to look for God. Say, God, I'm doing this, but what? I'm trying to be better, but. Well, you were trying to be good without God. That's why it didn't work. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I know. I know you went to the class and you, you did your rehab stuff and, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. And maybe you, you went to support groups for some emotional things and you've learned certain strategies and tactics on how to do certain things. But, but maybe, maybe, maybe I need to begin to look towards the hills from whence cometh my help. Hallelujah. There is something that's, yeah, that although all those other things are options, they can be done, but it's not the right strategy for where I'm at right now. And I can't look to you or look to my friends for the answers. I've got to look up because that's where the power is going to come from. That's where it's going to come from. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, that's where my help is coming from. My help is not coming from down here. My help is coming from the Lord. My help is coming from the Lord. It's not this dimension. I've got to reach in to the unseen world. Hallelujah. You will never notice how God is moving until something begins to go a way that you didn't plan it. And you think that God has left you. That God is not helping you. 
and talking about parenting and all this stuff. Some of us, we know that the best way to help some people is to not help them. Because they begin to do their own thing, and then they realize, oh, man, they was right. This didn't, this didn't. So they, if they're humble, they will come back and say, you know what, you were right. You know, we need to talk about this. What do I need to do here? But if they're prideful, they're just going to keep bumping their head against the wall. Say, this wall need to move, man. And that's how God is viewing some of us. He's like, I'm, I'm right here wanting to give you what you're asking for. And God is like, do you realize that the reason why you're even asking for what you're asking for is because I gave you the desire for it? To seek ye first the kingdom of God. The Bible says he shall give you the desire. He didn't say he's going to give you what you want. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He will give you what you should want. He's going to give you the appetite for the right things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. So when you begin to seek God and you begin to put God first, God begins to align things on the inside of you and you begin to look in the right places. And even though some of these things might be good, some of these things might be enjoyable, those things don't really work for where I'm heading right now. Hallelujah. I've got to add to myself what God is trying to give me. So what does that look like? That looks like when you begin to do things to please God and you begin to omit God from the process of pleasing God, meaning, okay, so last, last Sunday we sang this song and it just blew up. Man, we had it's a good prayer. We got, you know, and so what you try to do, and you say, you know what? We're going to sing that same song this Sunday. And then nothing happened, and you're like, oh, they just tired of that song. It ain't the people. Just an example here. Nope. No shade intended. This is just an example. So we use the method. And we want to build a ministry out of the method. Well, that worked then because that was appropriate for that. What I need to do is go back to God and say, God, what's appropriate for right now? All right. So God gives me the instructions for right now, and then it works. And so I go the next time, I don't just revert back to what I did, what I think works. I go back to God and say, okay, what do you need me to do right now? Some of us are too autonomous from God. You've learned how to be individual from God, trying to live for God. That's why it's not working. That's why it's not working. And you might think, well, well what is he talking about? Christian, hallelujah God. Without the showing of hands, without the showing of hands, don't raise your hand and don't even turn and look at nobody. Ask yourself, okay, 
did I pray before I came to church? Oh, but we're going to pray when we get to church. It should be built within you that the first thing you do when you wake up, God, where are you? I need you. Because guess what? Some of us get knocked off course before we reach pre-service prayer. Before you can get into this atmosphere, your atmosphere that you're living in defeats you. And then you get to this atmosphere. And then the people that have been seeking God has to recharge you when you should already come charged. And we're spending time to get you to a level where we can have miracles. Where we're supposed to bring that with us if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's not me being mean. That's me be giving you strategy. The God is the spiritual first response. First response. When I wake up, first thing I want to do, where's God? What's God doing? What's God saying? And when I get into the routine of that, every day of my life will be victorious. No, no, because, because modern church culture says you, you go through all of the, your whole week and you're fighting all this stuff. Then you, then you come to church so you can get blessed, you know. You can get recharged so you can go back and out and fight. No, you're not supposed to be fighting. You're supposed to be winning. You're supposed to be walking in victory. Let me ask you a question. Why in the world are we fighting everything when God won the battle once and for all on the cross? Why in the world? Come on. Why are you fighting devils when every devil is subject to the voice and word and presence and spirit of God? Why if you're not fighting them, you're fighting yourself. It's your flesh. It's your flesh. You know? Because the, the, the kingdom of darkness, they can only operate through flesh. They need flesh to operate. They need, they need carnality. They need atmospheres. Atmospheres where there's a lot of carnality, they, they can just weasel up in there and begin to manipulate whatever they want to manipulate. Mm -hmm. here, here it is. So, this. Now, again, I'm not preaching against anything. I'm preaching for something. Okay? So, we want an atmosphere of miracles when we get to a place like this, okay? But we want an atmosphere of Hulu and Netflix when we get back home. And then we're wondering, why is my husband acting up again? Why are my wife just acting like that? Why are these kids, well, they're just, they're just being them. Lo and behold, God has given you the power to direct and shift that atmosphere to resemble the same atmosphere that you feel right here. 
Remember, the atmosphere of miracles is everywhere. Why? Because God is everywhere. Well, why don't I see miracles everywhere? Because people bring different atmospheres into the environment. The atmosphere you've been living in. That's what you're introducing into the environment. So it kind of messes everything up. And then people, people go, come on, let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Lift your hands and shout on. Th-. That should be a natural response when the Holy Ghost in you is bearing witness to the Spirit of God that's already in the atmosphere. It should make you want to jump. It should make you want to shout. It should make you want to clap your hands and leap for joy and sing. That's what the Holy, when it bears witness with the atmosphere. Here's it, here it is. We gotta bring it out of you. Gotta bring it out of you. And sometimes we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pray through it. We get to pre-service prayer. We are praying through it. And here's the thing. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. But this is what God allows when there's an atmosphere of miracles. Because when you realize how God operates, you'll begin to look for him differently. You won't just look for God on the mountain. You'll look for him. Here it is. So, this is scripture. I'm going to read my, 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 my key scripture. The scripture I was going to read, it says, you know, John was uh, speaking about Jesus. He says, he said, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I cannot uh, loose. So he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And the Bible says, he continues, he says, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Why is he purging the floor? Because he wants to step there. That's where he wants to, he wants to step there and be there. He's going to lose some things. But before he gets there, he's going to purge some things out of the atmosphere. How does he do it? With fire. And for, for the, the majority, uh, a little transparency here, for the, for, for the majority of my ministry, I've been preaching for like 17, 18 years, for the majority of my ministry, I've always thought that that verse was talking about uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive excitement, you know, fire. You're going you're gonna to receive an extra endowment of unction. Well, that's not biblical because that suggests that the Holy Ghost is not enough. You don't need an extra dose of something after you get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You need something that's going to help you release what you just received. And God says, it can happen anyway. You can try to do it anyway. You can try to unleash the power of God in you anyway. But this is God's way. What he said, this is God's way of releasing anointing out of you. When you get the Holy Ghost, hear me, when you get the Holy Ghost, you are anointed. You, you don't need to chase a prophet to lay hands on you so you can get anointed. Ain't no better person to touch you than God. That's why in the, in the book of Acts, a real book of Acts church, when people received the Holy Ghost, they started prophesying. They didn't go through no new beginnings class or, or they, they just started operating in the spirit. Why? Because as soon as you get the, when you get God, whatever God can do, he'll do it through you. 
not preaching against anything, I'm preaching for something. Because we do need some classes. Because, you know, you know, when we start doing spiritual things, Brother Ron, you know, we, we can get people to be filled with the Spirit, but that don't mean they got rid of their flesh. And here's the thing, y'all. I know, we, I know we tried, but it don't work. You can cast out spirits, but you can't cast out flesh. I heard some people say, you don't cast out spirits. Uh, you, 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 you cast out spirits, but you don't cast out flesh. You got to kick out flesh. I don't suggest that. You can cast out spirits, but you got to teach flesh. That's our humanity. We've got to learn how to yield and let the Spirit of God take control. And the best way to get us to a place where we're unleashing the power of the anointing is fire. Fire. I'm getting to my point here. God will allow you to experience some uncomfortable circumstances. He'll light a fire under you. And while you think, oh no, I'm in trouble, you don't even realize that the miracle you asked for just started. <laughs> oh, glory to God. The miracle doesn't start when it's fixed. The miracle starts when things go wrong. Oh, no, because you were taught, you not, not my pastor, but the, the society has taught us uh, when things go wrong, it's the devil's fault. But hold on. If the devil can act on his own, that means God is not in control. So if the devil is doing something, that means God said, oh, I'm going to let that happen because it's about to bless their world. Oh, yeah, that financial pressure. You've been asking God for a blessing. I need a breakthrough. Oh, you don't even ask for a breakthrough. I don't even get, I don't even need the through, God. Just give me a break. I can't get a break, God. Just come on. Yeah, he, he gives you a break, all right, but you didn't know it's going to hurt. Yes, God is going to break you and release something in that atmosphere, but it doesn't. Start when the good things that you like are revealed. When things begin to go wrong, that's the beginning of God's work. That is the atmosphere of the miraculous. Don't get scared now. Y'all been praying for this. And God sent me here to today to let you know the strategy of how God releases it. So when you begin to feel that pressure, you need to remember these words that this is not the devil's doing. The devil's helping God to set the stage for my greatest days. The devil doesn't know it. He thinks he's doing something against me. But he doesn't realize that every stumbling block was set there for me to step up on it's it's not gonna crush you it's gonna lift you a little bit higher it's gonna get you a little bit closer to where God (laughs) 
So when it hurts, that's not you. That's not your indicator to blame God and to call out and complain when it hurts. That's your moment to look up and thank God. Because if it hurts now, it's going to help you later. Somebody needs to receive that right now. Somebody needs to receive that right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep standing. Keep standing. The greatest moment for people to receive from God is in the middle of crisis. I don't know why, you know, happy people just can't come to God like that. And if they do, you know, they're happy like, yeah, I'm gonna go to church because church is for happy people. So I'm gonna go to church and get all happy and, you know, I can have a smile on my face and go with the motion. That mean you're receiving God. You're just happy. Something has to be broken for God to put something on the inside of it. You, 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 you gotta, you gotta have that opening. And sometimes we won't look for the spirit of God in a regular environment. We, we respond to pain stimuli. Sometimes we don't re respond to happy stimuli. Keep standing. Don't you, really, don't you realize that every time the children of Israel got in trouble, it was because they were in a season of abundance? They never got in trouble or went in the wrong direction when they were in bondage. They were always looking for God. But now that it got stuff, you know, it got their, you know, their land of milk. They got the milk and the honey. Not just, no, this milk got to be sweet, y'all. You know, land flowing with milk and honey. We got, we got land. We got, we got houses that we didn't even build it. We just nice, and then God just, we just stepped right into it, and you know, we do, we're doing good. All of a sudden, you start thinking about that. Well, well, I don't need to do all of that because I gotta, you know, I gotta, gotta make sure my lawn is good. You know, I just can't. I, I can't I can't pray because I gotta go turn on the sprinklers, you know. It's kinda hot nowadays, you know. I don't want to dry out. My grass is getting brown, you know. I don't uh, all right, God, I'll, I'll spend like five minutes with you. I gotta turn on those sprinklers because you know, you know true green ain't doing it, you know. Just turn on the sprinklers and you know get that water because it's gonna, gonna help it grow, you know. You know I, Y'all looking at me. So, and then all of a sudden, you get that nice, plush, green grass. You know, it, you ain't got salad no more. You got, like, blades of grass. You know, you, you ain't got the microgreens growing in your, your lawn anymore. You got that nice, like, you know, and then all of a sudden, you start seeing. You're, like, trying to enjoy that grass, and you step on. Why is the ground soft right here? Why is there a mound right there? I got moles. While I thought everything was going good, something was under the surface tearing it up. 
y'all, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't preach. I don't just preach, you know, you know, this, you know, cliche, and, you know, and stuff like this. this. I'm telling you right now, this is where I'm at. I'll come to my house, you're going to see little lines of brown through my grass. Like, over here making a racetrack in the world. It's a little drawing, you know, crossword puzzles in my, my goodness. You spend so much time because, you know, you got to take care of the stuff. You know, I got to be a good steward, you know. Take care of things, you know. I don't just want to. And then something else happens. All of a sudden, you know, you're just sitting there enjoying, you're like looking at. And while you're sitting there enjoying the stuff, and these are the children, this is not y'all, these are the children of Israel. You're sitting there enjoying the stuff and devising a way on how to get that mold. All of a sudden, you just start, like, what is this? You got gnats. And you're like, oh, snap, mosquitoes all these pests because you're spending too much time in the stuff. And God is saying, I'm trying to get you to align yourself with me, not the miracle, with me. Because the miracle is just a resource. I can do that anytime I want. There's miracles I can lose among you that you didn't even ask for. And you don't even you don't have to pray what I want to you don't have to pray to me for what I want to give you. No, don't seek that, seek me. And that will be all the, oh glory to God. I feel a prophetic word coming in this atmosphere that God's about to loose automatic miracles as soon as the body of Christ begins to get back into alignment with him. When, and when, if it takes us too long to get back into that alignment, he sends a shock to the system. And we start looking up like, what's up with that, God? And here's the thing about God. That, you know, if I was being human, I'd say, that irks me, man. It gets on my nerves. But, you know, I don't talk like that to God. So. But if I was human, which I am. I would say, man, you, so God sends a shock to the system. Like, what's, what's up with that guy? And here, here's what God does. Oh, man, I don't like this. He ignores what I'm asking about and start talking about something else. It's like, hey, oh, hold on. I want to know about this. And God is like, man, aren't those branches nice? all nice and make it all decorative and Jesus trying to draw my attention over here because this is this is really not and I'm like no 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 some brown right here some got some tunnels going on and I'm tripping and you know I could I could sprain my ankle stepping in the wrong spot and I can do all this and he's like no man check out this vase you know it's like nice and all this cool stuff I'm like no God I want I want you to look at this and and as soon as you begin to listen to God and begin to look at that that becomes unimportant it didn't go away. It just became unimportant. 
and I begin to realize what's beautiful in the midst of things that are going wrong. You don't got to look for the miracles. You just got to realize the miracles are in the middle of a mess. So when you pray for the miraculous, God will introduce a mess and he'll challenge you not to pay attention to what the devil's doing. Pay attention to what God is doing. This is the atmosphere. This is the atmosphere of the miraculous. He allows the fire to touch you. And you begin to get uncomfortable. You're like, man, oh no, I didn't ask for none of this. I don't want, you know, I want the, you know, can I know we're, we're walking with God. Can we have some AC while we're walking with God? I don't want no fires around here. You know, the fire's kind of messing up stuff. Well, no, no, he said, it's because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get you to an atmosphere. And if you trust me, just let the fire burn because the fire is not going to destroy your spirit. It's not going to affect your soul. It's going to affect your flesh. That fire is not for your faith. It doesn't attack your faith. That fire attacks your flesh and your feelings. It attacks your flesh, your feelings. So you might get emotionally distraught, or you might have something in your body, a sickness in your body that begins to rise up. And you're like, God, what is this? Got these back pains out of nowhere. I didn't even sleep wrong. God is like, no, 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 no. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. You're like, no, no, man. I don't, God, I don't want this. I want. And he's like, don't let it hurt your feelings. Just go ahead. It's going to burn up some things that's causing you to miss the point. It's, it's causing you to miss the point. So here's, here's what you do. I'm going to tell oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm going to tell you right now, and if you do this, it, it's about to blow up in your life. God's about to unleash things that you didn't even realize was accessible to you automatic blessings and automatic miracles that God's going to do in your life. Here, here's, here's how it's going to happen. While you're in the middle of that pressure, you begin to praise God. But you're not praising God for your circumstance to change. You're praising God for who he is. That response is called faith. Pastor talked about the, issue, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years. Now, she had to be a woman of means because the Bible says she spent all she had. She was paying off doctors to try to get this thing re uh, remedied and, and try to get this thing to change in her life. And, and, and the, the Bible says 12 years. Spent spending money on these physicians, and nothing got better, only grew worse. And you would look at it and try to wag your head and say, Oh, I feel bad for her. But no, 
What happened when she experienced that is that when she encountered Jesus Christ, it gave her such a desperation for a miracle that she was willing. Now, this had to be a woman that had the means to pay for physicians in these days. She was willing. She couldn't get close to him because everybody was trying to get to Jesus for a miracle. And the Bible didn't say everybody got their miracle that touched him. They, they were thronging him. They were pressing up against him. And they weren't getting healed. But this woman somehow, because she was willing to humble herself. Could you imagine crawling through a crowd of people? That, you know, they're trying to get to Jesus. They're pushing. And the disciples are trying to hold them back because they, they trying to protect Jesus, you know, and, and so they, they're pushing against, oh, we want a miracle, we're trying, and she's like, until an aggressive crowd, she's crawling through on the floor. She probably got stepped on. She probably got kicked. Did she turn back? She probably got her face all rubbed in the dirt. Did she complain? No, she said within herself, all I got to do is just get to him. I just, I just got to get to him. I just, I just got to get there. And I'm going to, if I've got to eat the dirt, I'm going to get there. Hallelujah. Some of y'all, the, the dirt comes into your life. You're trying to sling it back at your enemy. God says, no, don't worry about the people that might be trying to throw dirt on you. Go ahead, go ahead, eat the dirt and humble yourself because you're headed somewhere. You've got a miracle on the way. And if you can just get there, no matter how, no matter what it takes, you've got to get desperate enough to say, God, I will humble myself and I will crawl. I might get kicked on. I might get hurt by those that are close to me, but I'm going to get there. God, the Bible says, when she got there, she didn't get a handful. She just touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says, immediately. She didn't ask permission. She didn't ask for this. She said within herself, if I can just get there and I can touch him, the miracle automatically happened. It was an atmosphere of miracles where it seems like she didn't have access. But her desperation made her humble herself enough. And her low posture in the presence of everybody else got her there quicker than if she would have tried to push through. Humility will always fast track your miracle. Because the miraculous is not just activated with faith, it's activated with meekness. You know what disqualifies the miraculous? Is that when you feel that pressure and all that stuff happening, you stand up and say, no, I got a right. I should have access to that. No, these people need to move out of my way. Oh, her rights got out of the way. She struck it on through. 
And when she touched Jesus, immediately, that miracle happened in her body. Here it is now. And when Jesus felt it, Jesus said, well, somebody touched me. The disciples are looking at Jesus like, do you not see everybody here that is trying to get to you? But there was no access to the miraculous, although there was a crowd. Jesus said, somebody touched me. The disciples like, everybody's touching you. This crowd is trying to get to you. But he said, no, somebody, somebody touched me with purpose, with focus, with desperation. Somebody touched me with their humility. Somebody touched me. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody touched my clothes. And they got a miracle. They got a miracle. Hallelujah. And they brought the woman. And said, I can imagine this woman now. Being in the presence of Jesus. And he sees this woman that is now healed. She got her miracle. But look at what Jesus did. He said, you're healed. Your faith has made you whole. There was a a miraculous touch of God after she got her miracle. Why? Because Jesus looked at her response and called it faith. He called it faith. Why? Because she didn't do that just because she needed a miracle. She did that because she believed that Jesus was the miracle worker. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. In one instance, when you're reaching for your miracle, you just want stuff. So it's access denied. But she believed in him so much that she said, I just, I just need to, he don't even need to talk to me. He don't need to lay hands. I just need to touch the hem of his garment. That's how much I value him. And when she did that, something really, and God said, that's what I call faith. Because you're not just believing me for things, you're believing me. And when the fire hits, it's going to challenge you whether you're going to pray for stuff or you're just going to pray. Am I just, am I just going to, am I going to believe God for things? Here it is now. We're going to have prayer. Here it is. This is I'm going to direct your prayer. This is what God called faith. It was not in what he could do for her. It was in him. Now faith is the substance of things. Faith is not the things. Faith is that substance that provides the things that we're hoping for. When you just look at things, 
That's not faith. That's hope. Because you're expecting things. Things hopeful. But there's a substance there. That's the source of those things. And when you begin to focus on the source, God says, okay, they don't just want to see my hand. They want my heart. So I'm going to do something amongst them that's going to blow their mind because they're not just asking me for things. They want me. Hallelujah. They don't just want me to come and fix their stuff. They want me. And so I say, that's faith. And I'm going to release some miracles that you didn't even ask for, that you don't even qualify for. I'm going to pour it out on your life. Why? Because you went after me. Everybody lift your hands. You can stand with me right now. proper perspective so when I when I praise God I'm not praising God because if I praise him enough then you know the atmosphere will be ready for things to happen no because when you do that you'll never see the things happen but if I come and I, and I praise God and I'm trying to get that atmosphere for him to show up. Then whatever it is that he can do will be done in that atmosphere. And you don't even have to ask for it. Lord, have mercy. God's about to confirm his word right now. Every hand lifted. Hallelujah. 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 Here's the atmosphere of miracles. The Bible says that there were allied forces against the children of Israel. Different nations were teaming up to destroy God's people. You know what that looks like in our lives? That looks like going from bad to worse. It's not just one thing. But you got all these things in it. And you know, isolated, you'd be like, yo, I can handle that. But it seems like everything's happened all at once. I'm just, I just can't handle I'm overwhelmed. I just can't handle this. Things happen all at once. And God's, God, God didn't tell them to go get their swords and go get their armor. God says, Call the praise team. He said, call the singers. And you know what? I want them to praise me, not to defeat the enemy. I just want them to praise me. The Bible says, that should praise the beauty of holiness. Not their attire. That is a product of holiness. But holiness is the nature of God. It is who God is. So while he told them to go ahead and get some singers that should praise, it wasn't for the things. They were praising him just because he was God. It's, 
There's enemies right here. They're about to attack us. They're about to kill us. And you want us just to, to go ahead and worship? Yes. Don't worry. Just worship. And as you worship me, oh, when God showed me, showed me this, Brother Ron, it blew my mind. Blew my mind when I saw this. The Bible says they were praising the beauty of his holiness. What were they doing? They were worshiping God for who he was or who he is, who we always will be. They, they were worshiping God because, of, because he's God. He's, he's holy. You know what that sounds like? The Bible says that there was a, a prophet that saw a vision and around this throne where God was sitting, there were angels were, and the angels around the throne the closest proximity to God, they were continually singing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. The whole earth is full of your glory. They were praising the beauty of his holiness. So look at what God does for King Jehoshaphat. And while the children of Israel were surrounded all by the negativity, all by the pressures, all by their enemy, he said, go ahead and just praise me because I'm holy. And then when they began to do that, the Bible says that God sent ambushment. He ambushed the enemy. The enemy didn't even know where the attack came from. Why? Because it wasn't God himself that came down. He sent angels down. To take care of the problem for the people of God. How were the angels able to do that? They were continually around the throne singing holy, holy, holy. But you know what? Something happened when the singers came and the people began to praise God for who he is and that he's holy. They, earth began to come into agreement with heaven. Heaven was saying holy unto the Lord. Earth was praising God for holiness. And it met, and God says, okay, angels, I want you to go down and handle this for them because they're taking your job for a little bit. They can't stay up here indefinitely, but their worship is rising, and now I can loose the miraculous in their midst because they're not just praising me for what they want. They're praising me for who I am. Every hand lifted right now. God's going to confirm his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As your hands are lifted, don't think about what you're going through. Don't think about your problem. Don't even think about what you felt like you wanted to come to get from God today as far as deliverance or anything. I just want you to think about God. I want you to think about his goodness. I want you to think about all the times that you could have been taken out, all the times that you could have been out of your mind, all the times that God has come through for you. Hallelujah. And you just praise him for being faithful. You praise him for being holy. You lift your voice. Hallelujah. For being God. And be, oh, he's not a liar. He's always on time. 
He never left you by yourself. He is nigh unto those that are of a broken heart. He saveth such as a contrite spirit he's right here and so what you need to do is begin to worship him because he's God he's God he's God hallelujah 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 Come on, he's God. He will never stop being God. He's God. He's God. He's God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, somebody's about to speak in tongues for the very first time. Somebody's about to feel the power of the Lord touch their physical body. And it's not because you asked for it, but by reason of the atmosphere being filled with God. Why is this pleasing to God? Because you're telling him he's holy. You're telling him he's pure. You're telling him there is nothing that can change him. Nothing that can dilute who he is. He is altogether lovely. He is omnipresent. He is all powerful. There is nothing that can defeat him. Nothing before him. Nothing after him. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's the rose of Sharon. He's your healer. He's your provider. He's your protector. He's your strong tower. He's your way maker. He is. He is. He is. I wonder if you can leave where you're standing right now and make your way to the front area here and begin to lift your hands. And as you're lifting your voice, begin to praise him. And don't think about a miracle. Think about him. Think about him. Let me tell you what you, hear me, let me tell you what you're doing right now. Let me tell you what you're doing right now. I tried several things to get rid of the pests. They were still there. Tried to flatten out the tunnels. They were just redigging. Went to YouTube University. 
they told me to use juicy fruit gum. Because, yeah, the moles, they love, they love. That didn't work. I even tried poison, put the poison in. Won't work. But there was a device, and I said, I'll just try this. <laughs> Spent all that I had. <laughs> Nothing got better, only got worse. So, got this device. It's a little spike. You just stick it in the ground, and what happens is when you turn it on, there's a sound that's released. And you know what? The sound is undetectable by human ears. But the pests can hear it. And they are repelled and driven away by that sound. You see, when you're lifting up your voice and you're praising God, you're releasing a sound. But you don't really, you don't necessarily understand the full extent of what's happening because it's undetectable by your humanity. But the spirit world, they, 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 they respond to this right here. And you, you, you think, oh, I just feel kind of dumb just, just going here. I'm just talking and I'm just shouting. I don't really feel nothing. Don't worry about your feeling. It's your faith that's doing the operating. Hallelujah. Because as you lift your voice, there's a frequency in the spirit that your sound is beginning to affect. And every adversary, every pest, every pestilence, everything that's trying to mess your life up, they are being driven away by the sound. Go ahead and lift your voice. Go ahead and lift your voice. Go ahead and lift your voice. You are making shockwaves in the Holy Ghost. There is an atmosphere. Oh, hallelujah. There is nothing that can fight the miracle when you release the sound. Come on, do it until your flesh feel uncomfortable. Do it louder. I don't care if you're a quiet person. I don't care if you don't like to be loud. Come on, somebody, lift your voice. And as your voice is lifted, you're going to feel something begin to shift all around you. You're going to feel something that's beginning to affect. Come on, that's where it's at. That's the atmosphere. That's the atmosphere. That's the atmosphere. That's the atmosphere. Don't worry about how your flesh feels. That's the atmosphere. And if you do it, you're going to have clear access to the Holy Ghost. Somebody stepping into that atmosphere. Somebody stepping into that invisible realm. 
where you don't feel that anger anymore. You don't feel that worry anymore. You don't feel anxiety anymore. You don't feel that fear anymore. You don't feel failure anymore. You don't feel doubt anymore. You don't feel depression anymore. When you get to this level of praising God, Come on, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. And some of you have been fighting so long that it's wearing you down and you're tired. But God never intended for you to fight. God can fight for you. God can fight for you. Don't fight. Just lose faith. Just lose faith. Just lose faith. Come on, keep going. Come on, if you're here and you want to step into that kind of atmosphere, if you're still in your seat, I'm challenging you right now to step out and come with your hands lifted, praising the Lord. Come on, I'm challenging you. Come on, there may be some here that it's been a long time since you stepped up and took an act of faith and stepped out in this atmosphere. God is challenging you. He says, go ahead and prove me. Go ahead and prove me now and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven on your life. Some of you are praising God and you're crying out and some of those tears are running out. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. When you begin to stop with the tears, God begins to turn it into joy. God begins to turn it.
Come on, there's going to be another wave of the Holy Ghost that's going to come through, but I want you to hear me. Atmospheres are sticky. It can get on you. That's why it's so important to get all you can get when you come into this atmosphere. This atmosphere has been set. You know how much praying and praising and worshiping happening in this building? Years of prayers. This church is 40-odd years old. Even from that area, this parcel of earth has been established in the spirit. You, you don't even have to doubt. This is where it's happening. But here's what I'm trying to tell you right now. God never intended for this atmosphere to be the only place you'll feel it. God wants this same atmosphere in your living room, in your bedroom, in the kitchen. And instead of you over here doing the dishes or cooking and all types of attacks are coming to your mind and think about all the types of stuff and your mind is taking it every which way, there should be a praise in your lips. But if we don't engage the atmosphere in this place, because it, it, it's sticky, it attaches itself to you. It's, it gets on you. And you begin to take that to wherever you go. So when you come and get deliverance here and you go back home or wherever, what the enemy tries to do is he tries to deceive you and make you think that nothing changed. While, and you know, the best lies are used with some truth. So there's some truth to that nothing changed. Nothing has changed in the location that you went back to. But you changed. So when you, so when you went back to that atmosphere... Yes, the atmosphere, it still got some stuff there. But you brought a greater atmosphere with you. That whatever is resident, that's causing the problems in your life, you can begin to drive it out by the atmosphere that's been attached and assigned to you. That's what God intended. Uh, hear, hear me. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. This is why he wanted you to have the Holy Ghost. It's not just, just that so you can become a better person. It's so that you can become a better person and everywhere you go becomes better. And people become better by reason of you. 
you know what it is. You know, so sometimes you don't even have to go and t tell people, oh, you, you go to church or you're a Christian. You know, it, there's something on you. And uh, all of a sudden they're talking and they slip them saying a swear word and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. They don't even know you go to church. But by reason of an atmosphere that's on you, every other atmosphere respects it. This is what I'm talking about. It's not just a location. It's an atmosphere that God wants to attach to you. And you bring the miracle wherever you go. But if you can't get it in this place, that's already designed and it's already constructed for this miracle. And we can't connect to what God is doing in this place. You'll never be able to take it there. You'll never be able to take it there. So here's what you got to do. This is going to be our last season of prayer in this altar call. Sister Caress, I want you to come. I want some sisters to come. If you feel like you're full of faith, I want you to come. Enemies try to tranquilize your anointing. It ain't gone. It's the atmosphere that's trying to cloud you. And he won't do it unless he thinks you're a threat. He's scared of you. He's scared of your children. So, he, so here's what he does. He'll try to cloud your mind. He'll try to cloud your family and crowd them with influences that tries to strip away the atmosphere that you're fluent in. But it's not gone. Lift your hands. It's not gone. It's not gone. You hear me? It's not gone. You and your husband have the authority. You have the authority. Lift your hands right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's by reason of the atmosphere. Come on, that's right. Go ahead. Sister Jacqueline, come here. Sister Jacqueline, come here. The Coleman's, come here. 
tell you what God's about to do right now. He's about to rekindle the atmosphere. Come on, everything that God spoke to you, everything that God promised you, every dream and prophecy in the name of Jesus, it's not dead, it's alive, it's living. We attach it right now. Come on, we need some woman of faith to help her pray. Pastor Eli, come on. Brother Lamont, Sister LaCrisha. Come on, there's miracles in the making. atmosphere never died. It never died, Caleb. It just need to be stirred up a little bit more. It never died, Brooke. It just need to be stirred up just a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Come on. I know we're taking our time, but the Holy Ghost is doing something deep in this atmosphere.
Sister Candy, that woman dealt with that issue for 12 years. And she got her miracle by interrupting Jesus on his way to deal with something else. There was a young lady that died, that got sick. And someone asked Jesus to come and deal with the situation. And on his way there, this woman got a miracle. Hear me. The young girl that was sick was 12 years old. She was born the same year the woman got sick. And for 12 years, destiny was being built. Jesus was on his way and got stopped. A miracle was released that he didn't intend to give. And while that miracle was happening, the the girl didn't get better. She got worse. She died. And Jesus didn't give up on her when everybody thought it was dead. Jesus said, it's not dead, it's just sleeping. And I come to tell somebody right now that whatever God did in your life, you might not see it active right now, but it's not dead. God's about to come and awaken it right now. It was destiny. It was destiny. And that woman could have looked at the delay of her healing and got frustrated. But it was destiny. And that man that wanted his daughter to be healed could have got frustrated with Jesus stopping in his tracks because his daughter got worse. But it was destiny. And so, when Jesus got there, let me pass the little pass. When Jesus got there, he said, she's not dead. She's, she's just sleeping. Everybody in that atmosphere began to snicker and to mock. That's what the word scorn. They, they begin to mock what Jesus was saying. What in the world is he talking about? Clearly she's dead. And you know what Jesus did? He said, everybody get out. What was he doing? He's purging the atmosphere. He didn't need to burn sage. He just kicked out carnality. And it cleared the atmosphere for dead things to come back to life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you ever take God's delay as God's denial. He's setting you up for the greatest miracle that he wants to release in your life. What you are. 
what you operated in might not be active right now but God has come to reactivate you in the name of Jesus every hand lifted Sister Sailor, let me tell you about a dream. Maybe Pastor told you about it. But memory's kind of foggy. I'm not sure if I had the dream or Pastor had the dream. But we were discussing this dream, and your husband was in the dream. And your husband was in the back foyer in the, the older portion of the facility. And there was a big snake. I was trying to get in the church, and your husband grabbed it, took care of it, kicked it out. That snake, I think, was indicative to an attack towards men in the church. And your husband was the one that came in, grabbed it, and took care of it once and for all. Prophecies never die. Prophecies never die. It is God's intention, although sometimes life may take us to a place where we're not functioning in it, it's still available. We just got to get back in the right atmosphere. It's not dead. The anointing and the purpose and the callings are still alive. I want some sisters to gather around Sister Sailor. All right, now in the name of Jesus. There are giants of God that are not dead they're just sleeping. But Jesus has come. Jesus has come to awaken something in the Holy Ghost, in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Come on, we lay hands on Sister Candy Sailor in place of her husband in the name of Jesus. He is a giant of the Holy Ghost. He is a mighty man of valor. He is a conqueror. He is a strong man for the kingdom of God. God says, here's the 
here's how you're going to know that the process has started. I'm going to begin to shift how you see. I'm going to begin to shift how you see. Come on, your perspective is going to be different. Come on, I want some, some confident brothers in the Holy Ghost. Not confident in yourself, but you believe God. I want you to come on this side. Sister Christy, you come here. Look at me. It's not dead. It's not dead. You just had to get in the right atmosphere. You just had to see it differently. Lift your hands. Come on, sisters. Right here. Right here. There's purpose in you. There's purpose in you. Brothers, I want you to gather around. Is it Seth? Seth. Come on, lift your hands, Seth. Come on, Seth. You might not be able to see what all God is doing and setting up for you. I want you to lay hands on your brother and pray confidently over him. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. You might not be able to know and you might not be able to understand it all. But when God looks at you, it's crystal clear of his intentions for your life.
Come on, don't take your eyes off God. Don't take your eyes off God. He's just trying to distract you because he's afraid of your destiny. Come on, as soon as you feel God moving in you and you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in tongues, what's going to happen is that atmosphere is going to begin to reattach to you. You're going to begin to feel what you haven't felt in a long time. Come on, go ahead, push for it. Press for it. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give a little bit more. Go ahead. Increase the volume of your shout. Increase the volume of your worship. Come on. This is the atmosphere that God's sending back with you. And while you may leave this place and nothing looked like it changed, don't you be deceived because you're not the same. Come on, we got a little bit more to go. If you're here and you want something from God or you need to reattach your faith to the right place, don't just stand by and watch everybody else.
Come on, brother. You ain't late. You came at the right time. Come on. You changed your hairstyle, but I know you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, we need some brothers. Come on. Come on. Come on. That fire that you had, it's not dead. That power that was on you and your wife, it's not dead. That purpose that God placed on your children, it's not dead. Come on, everybody else, if you're in this place and you're still with us and you're not praying with somebody, I want you to lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord because what is happening in this place is not confined here. It's going to be on you. Sister Duncan, praise God, praise God. If you're praying, you can continue to pray. I want, I want some of your faith-filled sisters that have been praying for people. I want you to come. I want you to come and pray with my wife. Pray, sister. Sister Duncan, I want you to lift your hands. Go ahead. Hallelujah. 
Aleluya. Jesus. Sister Christina, I want you to come. Praise God. I can pray. If you pray and keep praying, I can understand if you feel like you need to go. You go ahead. Nobody's going to wrong you. They got one to baptize right now. If you want to stay around and help us celebrate that, or you want to continue to pray, you're free to do so. We got to let God work. Got to let God work.
praise God. forgiven, oh God, that every one of her sins be washed away in this water right now. God, we thank you. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for what you did for us on Calvary, and we receive that right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Sister Kim, you ready? I'm going to baptize you in obedience to the, to the word, upon confession of faith in Jesus Christ, and I'll baptize you in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's thank God. Let's thank God. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a redeemer. He's a provider. He's a shelter. He's a strong tower. But most of all, he's a savior. Come on, one more time. Let's praise him for who he is.
One more time, all across this auditorium. If you're able to stand, just lift your hands, lift your voices. Just one more time. One more wave of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let's just let your faith begin to rise. What God can do for the person that's up here, for the person that's over there. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. One more time. Let's lift our voices. Lift our hands. Let's get in one mind right now. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for what you did in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just about five, I promise you, just about five more minutes. Hallelujah. Praise God. The reason why God is speaking to us about this is because there are other atmospheres that are trying to be introduced in our lives. And we can't cross over because we've held on to some things that we thought were safe, but they're of a wrong atmosphere. It's of a wrong atmosphere. Some of, some of us, and I say this carefully, some of us here, even some of us that may be newer to this church, some of us, we're not new to spirituality. But we are now being introduced to biblical spirituality, and we're holding on to some things from the wrong side of spirituality. It was already presented and prayed for and addressed in this service, in this altar call already. But God... Some of the things that you might have dabbled in before you came here, you can't transfer that here. You can't mix that. It doesn't work. And it's going to work against you if you try to hold on to that. And I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to call you out. Because I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to give you some corrective thinking. So that you can actually get to where you're trying to go in God. You got to let go of that. Whatever that may be, could be an item, could be associates, whatever that is, it is given portals to witchcraft to your life. And that might have been what was comfortable to you before, but God says you can't bring that in this atmosphere. You can't mix that. You cannot mix that. Because here's what's going on. That atmosphere... Because you think it's okay, it's strong. And it fights against the atmospheres of others that you're around because you just introduced it here. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. There are things that God tries to do, but something feels like it's like resisting. But you feel like you got a little bit of liberty over here, but then something else is in the atmosphere just resisting. It's not just flesh. 
the enemy has trained you to feel comfortable with certain things that he introduced in your life. But God says, let it go right now. And if you let that go, you're going to break through. I want you to lift your hand. Everybody praying. Just five more minutes. Everybody praying. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, let it go. Let it go. I don't care if it was a tradition in your family. I don't care if other people that you are close to and you love are like that. You got to let that go. They can't bring that into this atmosphere of miracles and victory. You, you Let that go. And as soon as you do, you're going to feel a switch turn on in your spirit. You're going to feel that shift right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, right now in the name of Jesus. We can't pray this on you. You got to choose it. Come on. Come on. We can't pray this on you. You got to choose it. Come on, let, let God begin to shift your decision-making. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We loose your will right now. We loose your will right now. Go ahead. Go ahead and let it go. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead and let's slap our hands into the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. I know he said about five more minutes, and he took about two and a half, so I need the other two and a half. <laughs> Just real quickly, make your way back to your seat, and I promise you we'll get you out of here. Amen. Amen. I promise you. This Saturday, September 4th, is our annual, our annual church picnic. Bring your favorite meal or side dish along with the dessert. Waters will be provided. It's a great opportunity for you to bring a guest. Uh, we're looking forward to such a great time. Starts at 1 p.m., this uh, Saturday, September 4th, there will be more details to follow. Watch social media, Realm, all those um, typical places. As announced on Sunday, move the mission offering, uh, what used to be known as Sheets for Christ, that offering is due September 12th. Be praying about an amount to give in support of our missionaries, Tupelo Children's Mansion, and more. Uh, Sister Candy's going to come for a moment, and then I'll let you go. Praise the Lord, church. I am here for a special announcement. Somebody say September 26th. Say Sunday, September 26th. All right. Every year we honor Pastor Anthony and Sister Michelle with Pastor Appreciation in the month of October. This month it is going to be in September. It is on Sunday, September 26th. The reason that we're doing this is because we have a very special year. This year is their 20-year anniversary of the pastorate of this church. So we are going to combine pastor appreciation with the 20-year anniversary celebration, and it will be on... You got it. Watch Realm. I'll be getting a hold of you guys. Thanks. Amen. Amen. We're going to play a quick video. It won't take too long, and then uh, we'll let you go. Three, go. 
Amen. Thank you all once again for making that event so wonderful. Um, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have a lot of food that's left over from that, so on your way out today, if you want to grab some, it's outside in the foyer there. We have hamburgers, hot dogs, buns, take whatever you need. Um, we're not going to be able to do much with it, so you might as well feed the church. Amen. Amen. Uh, as you leave today, remember to take your trash with you. We're going to have the ushers come up to the front uh, so we can give. You can be faithful in your tithes, offering, kingdom investment, mission giving. It's a blessing to give. Amen. Amen, amen. Don't forget to continue to pray about that Sheeps for Christ Move the Mission offering, September 12th. Say it with me loud and proud. Reach up. Reach out. Reach in. You are now released to the harvest field to preach the gospel and heal the sick.
Can I have your attention, please? Ooh, that's loud. Uh, just so you know, we, uh, Spanish campus is going to start in about 30 minutes. So hang out, do what you got to do. But if you just keep that in your mind as you uh, exit the building, uh, let's make sure that we leave it intact in for Spanish campus. Thank you.